Welcome to Living Strong, the flip side of adversity with your host, Dr. Veerdra Jackson. On our program, we explore the flip side of every story. And when you open yourself up to both sides, you'll realize that there are life lessons, powerful tools, and so much more. Now, here is Dr. Veerdra Jackson. Hello, 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 and welcome to Living Strong, the flip side of adversity. I am Dr. Veerdra Jackson, the CEO and creative behind Living Strong Consulting. And can I just welcome you to our season 11. This has been an amazing um, launch to a new year, to a new season. And if you logged in last week, first of all, it was fire. We had an amazing conversation with Kalila Lyons, and she gave us all a homework experience for 2024. So I'm just going to check in and all of my B-list living listeners, are you doing your homework? (laughs) Are you exploring not just what you want to do, but who you want to be? in 2024. She gave us five B's to consider as a framework, not as a strict script and not as a right or wrong, but as an experience. And so if you missed that episode, I'm going to encourage you to, once we're done, finish listening here, but once we're done, log in and catch that replay and explore the concept of stop striving to be on the A-list, which is all about your achievements, which can be deceiving, but actually think about how will you be on the B-list living framework so that you are thinking about how you're navigating bumps, how you recognize you are able to bounce, what are the things you need to boost in, the things you boost, you need to boost out? Absolutely begin to explore what you believe. Yes, I'm not going to give you all the Bs. I'm going to make you listen to the replay if you missed it. But why am I bringing it up? Because Kalila is coming back at the end of the month on January 28th to be able to check in with us and to follow up on how you invested in you for the month and not just focused on resolutions, but your evolution of who you are evolving into. And so as we continue this journey, I literally created a a beautiful sandwich (laughs) of experiences to support this concept of B-list living. And so our guest tonight, Coach Janet Lynn Boswell, will absolutely complement our conversation, but make some clear distinctions as we talk about healing. She is a thriver, not just a survivor, but a thriver of childhood trauma. And she has taken that experience 
and paid it forward with many credentials. So let me tell you a little bit about her. Janet Lynn Boswell is an author, a podcaster, a trainer, a coach, and a blogger. She is the founder of Janet Lynn Boswell Coaching Services, LLC. She's the author of Overflow, a 100-day self-discovery journal creator of several interactive workshops, which include Words Are Water, Benefits of Writing Through Your Trauma. She's the host of Journaling Revelations, which is her podcast, and writer of the blog, Pulling the Emotional Trigger, Confessions of a Child Abuse Survivor. Janet has a Bachelor of Arts degree in communication, is a certified trauma recovery coach, speaker, and faith leader. And she's also certified in the DISC personal profile facilitator or um, tool. So that gives you a glimpse of why I have this amazing woman on our flip side conversation as we continue talking about how are you going to be in 2024? Welcome to the show, Janet Lynn Boswell. Thank you. I'm so excited to be here. We so appreciate all that you are putting out on the planet for the healing journey of many. And so I, I just want to kind of connect or create a little bit of a bridge from our last week's conversation into this one. And we started 2024 and you hear so often so many people talking or thinking about a new start. I'm curious, what are you focusing on in 2024? Mm, that is a great question. So <laughs> I generally... Late, lately, anyway, I don't do a, a New Year's resolution, New Year's resolutions. Mm -hmm, me either. <laughs> like everybody else, you know, by the third month, I've, I've dropped them. So, <laughs> yes. <laughs> so I have, and I did the same thing last year. I have been praying about and sort of drilling down to, okay, Lord, what is the main word, the main concept that you want me to focus on this year. So yeah, when you were talking about last week's guest, I thought, wow, it's a perfect bridge. It's a perfect bridge. <laughs> last year, my word was intentionality. Mm -hmm. So I, what I, and the, the intention was to focus on being <laughs> my the truest authentic version of myself rather than doing being a human doing mm -hmm. and trying to meet all these expectations um and and in doing that i drilled down to my three top three core values mm. and practice learning to live from those um, so going into 2024, still in that mindset of building on that, but I was in my prayer time this morning, I think 
I said on one, the word is going to be discipline. Janet, Janet, <laughs> that's my word for 2024. No. Janet, do you see God? That's my word for 2024. Wow. I landed on discipline being my word for 20. Now, why discipline for you? Oh, why discipline for me? Because if I am going to be the person that God designed and created me to be and knew before he formed me in my mother's womb mm -hmm. is going to require discipline, is yes. going to require me to practice the principles, the spiritual and psychological and even physical mm -hmm. principles that um, I know are healthy for me and will help me to be the best version of myself. You know what? We talked about off script how um, God just put us together because he wanted us to meet. Mm -hmm. And so many things that you just shared so resonate with me. I also, it has been years. It has been several years since I entertained a resolution um, and because I'm not, I'm not just grabbing after the do thing and I'm not just trying to grab a hollow habit that isn't sustainable. Mm -hmm. And so I too have been focused on words, a word for the year. And in 2020, uh, actually 2022, I challenged a group of women to really think about how you're going to be versus what you are going to do. And that carried over into how we showed up in 2023. And there, I wanted, I focused on strength in 2023. And as I went into 2024, it, for me, it is continuing to stay grounded in consistency, which I feel is tied to discipline. Yes. Like if I'm going to really see the fruit of everything that God has planted in me, um, because my perspective, what he revealed to me in 2023 is that I was asking for strength, like it was this external strategy. Mm -hmm. And he just dropped in my soul that it's not a strategy you reach for. It's a lifestyle that mm -hmm. I gave you when you said yes to me. And so continuing to explore what has he already given me that I'm not even tapping into that is tied to becoming more disciplined. So yes, I just, he, oh, Mm -mm, mm -mm, mm -mm. I know how he has connected our souls. Wow. Yeah. Oh, yes, indeed. So, and we also, I was drawn to your YouTube page and your story because you just turned 60 so recently. Yes, ma'am. <laughs> Look at fabulous <laughs> at 60. I know Thank you. I know that's right. <laughs> and I know that there are um, 
many uh, many followers who listen to the show, who are connected to me in my circle, as I've crossed into my mid fifties now, um, and life began to change. Mm. And sometimes when we think about a new year as kind of this new year, new you um, rhetoric. Mm-hmm. It's for me, it's like, how am I evolving and not just all of a sudden becoming this new, new, new thing, even though in, in Christ, I am new, but just thinking about like this kind of commercialized, all of a sudden I'm going to be new. There's a process with it. Mm-hmm. And as you have said on your show, your goal is to age gracefully and sometimes when people are entering into a new year, they are focused on that they're getting older and what they've lost, but you're actually embracing aging with grace and embracing understanding the journey you're on. Can you tell us a little bit about like, you know, how's turning 60? Listen. I, Walking that- into 2024. <laughs> Uh, I'll put it like this. Now I'm embracing. Now I'm embracing it. <laughs> but I was not at first. It was not. I was not graceful. Was not <laughs> <laughs> Full transparency. I love it. I love it. I was irritated, frustrated, mm-hmm. and even mm-hmm. sad. I was sad. I was. Yeah. I was grieving. I was struggling with all of these changes and just this big number. And the main thing that really hit me and it started to hit me, you know, once I turned 59 and got closer, closer to 60 was the realization that in all likelihood, I have more years behind me than I do in front of me. Yeah. And wow. That's all the way true. So. Mm -hmm. Mm hmm. What am I, how am I going to live out? How am I going to show up in the world for the, the, the rest of the years that I have remaining? So you said the word was process. Because I know how to process my emotions. First of all, I, I had to be honest and not, you know, just, oh, yeah, you know, I'm 60 and fabulous or whatever the term is. The social media post, <laughs> <Yes>. right? Because <laughs> <laughs> I did not feel fabulous. Yeah. Um, and so I, I had to be honest, honest with myself, honest with God, honest with people. And I, I, I'll tell you how I got there. My son actually helped me with this because he was dealing with something. And, and we do this with all the best intentions. When people are struggling with something, we point out to them what we see mm-hmm. and all the positive things that we see. And what he said to me, he said, mom, I understand that. He said, I do it too. He said, but you're not in my shoes and you're not dealing with this particular thing and I thought you know and I said to him you're right this is your experience your journey and you are allowed to feel however you feel about it your feelings are valid 
And I just want to be able to be someone who you can share that with and not feel like, because not all the time do you want advice or someone to shift your focus. You just want someone to hear, this is what I'm struggling with and this is what I'm going through. So I was able to say to people, I appreciate, you know, the fact that you say that I look great for my age, but I don't want to be this age. (laughs) You're missing the point. (laughs) The point is, I don't want to be. I don't want want it. But since I am, how do I transition into it? How do I move from struggling with it to embracing it? to rejoicing wow. in it. And wow. so that was the journey that I took, but it started with honesty. Mm-hmm. It started with being honest about it and then saying, okay, Lord, you're going to have to help me mm-hmm. through this. And I just worked my way through it, but I was honest. Yeah. Which seems to echo kind of like overall, like your life mission and and just how you, as you said, show up in the world as a certified trauma recovery coach, and you have um, survived and overcome so much hardship and pain in your story. And I'm sure through your own honesty work, as you continue to evolve, Um, you had to get honest with you and now you help others do that work. But I would like people to understand the framework of a certified trauma recovery coach. Can Mm. you walk us through what that framework is? Yes. So the, the main starting point for me is helping people understand even what trauma is and that they have been traumatized Mm -hmm. or because for so many of us, this is just life. It's just life. This is just what happens. Mm -hmm. But, and I'm thinking, but first of all, this should not be what happens. And second of all, what happened had an effect on you. So now we we want to learn what effect did it have on you and how d- does that show up in how you move through life? So recognizing how that trauma impacted, absolutely, it's not just that it happened, but it left residue on your life. Mm, yes. And so when we recognize that that residue has potentially changed people, Mm -hmm. what is the, what's the recovery piece, piece tied to the, your, the coaching approach? So for me, and, and what I love about the association that certified me is that we all get to bring our own sort of our own flavor. <laughs> you know, we we learn the basic psychology of it, but then we get to bring our own stories um, and our own flavor to it. So for me, it starts with honesty. And I say that because so often with childhood sexual abuse and assault, there is toxic shame 
so much shame associated with it. So for me, I learned to hide myself as as a ver- as a child which is why now you see me putting putting it out there because i like to say that the antidote to shame is exposure mhm mhm so what i try to do with people is first of all let's look at like like i said before how First of all, let's let's acknowledge that the this this ex, these experiences or this one main experience affected you, yeah. and then let's let's start to break down mm-hmm. your your feelings and your belief systems around that, mm-hmm. and mainly what you believe about yourself, because that's the main thing that's going to hinder us from being able to show up as our true and authentic selves is because we have so many negative and limit limiting beliefs about ourselves, right? So we can get to that place of honesty. Mm-hmm. Then we can start chipping away. We can start chipping away at all those layers that have kept us hidden and kept us small and kept us doubting ourselves. That's what I'm passionate about, helping people get free, freedom yes. from these bondages that were, um, and in my case, I was groomed. So grooming is a systematic, intentional approach to get you to allow me to abuse you. And you think that you're the one who's wrong and I'm the, and I'm all right. Mm-hmm. So that's a lot to unpack and unravel. So it requires a lot of courage. Yes. So what I try to do is provide that emotional support and that safe place for yeah. people to be able to feel that they can have that courage. So what I try to do is, is, not overcome my fear because I feel it, but in despite the fear, have the courage to put it out there anyway. Yeah. Because what I'm trying to do is help you believe that if she can do it, I can do it. Yeah. yeah. So just leading by example. So I try to provide, I, that's why I say I, I, I approach it from a psycho-spiritual approach. Mm-hmm. We Yes, we we. If we break down psychology to its core, it's, it is the study of the soul. Yes. And if we break down the soul to our intellect, you know, our our emotions and our will, then I address all three of those areas. And they're all connected together. Yes. So what you believe about yourself affects the thoughts, the things that you tell yourself, which becomes hardwired into your brain, and then you act on that. Yeah. So if we can change how we believe about ourselves, and neuroplasticity teaches us that we can change the the hardwiring in our brain, which ooh, I was so happy to learn that. Uh, <laughs> what a relief. Wow. Yes. <laughs> there is an actual healing journey. Yes. That there... your brain, that God has given us a brain that actually can heal. Wow. Yes. Right? Yes, exactly. 
Yes. He designed us that way. So do you do this one-on-one in small groups? How, How does this framework of trauma recovery healing happen? So usually it is one-on-one, but more and more I I am being asked to uh, sort of speak in larger groups. So I don't have any small coaching groups going on right now. It's it's more a larger group coaching. Okay. 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 <laughs> Which I love. Yes. So I I know we're going to get ready to go into um, a break in a moment, but I would love for, before we go into that, you specifically chose the word overflow. Mm -hmm. And when I think about how you have so beautifully laid out the awareness of the journey, the process of, of getting honest, of having courage, of really kind of leaning into your healing journey and addressing your belief system, which ties to your behavior. You so beautifully laid that out for us. Why did you pick the word overflow for Mm. this conversation today? I think that word picked me. And I kept seeing this vision in my mind. Actually, I'm looking over because I have my uh, vision board from last year on my wall. And I have a pitcher sort of pouring some juice and and it's pouring into this glass, but it's pouring over. Yes. So um, for me, it means that when we keep ourselves full, then we can live from a place of overflow where where we have enough to give to others outside of ourselves rather than how i was functioning consistently from a place of depletion mm. so to me overflow is the opposite of depleted yes and again <laughs> how you have we are so interconnected. Like God is so amazing. Um, because if you look at the shirt, for those of you who are on social media versus the radio, if you look at the shirt that I have on, mm. I'm actually launching in 2024 a whole movement around refill and shifting the conversation of that I'm I'm so tired and to recognizing there are human beings who you have gone on the trip and come back and you're still just as tired as when you left. So it's not about being tired. It's about being depleted Mm -hmm. and understanding that there are um, six strategies that I share in refill your soul care strategy to, to unpack how we can focus on soul care, not just self-care. It's not about the pedicure. It's not even about the kind of how it's become so commercialized that it's actually lost its first authentic meaning. But it's it's talking about soul care, like how we're unpacking our emotional our our emotional state, our thoughts, our habits or will, as you just laid out. It's so interconnected. And for those of you who are consistent listeners, I'm going to give you a heads up before we go into this commercial break. 
that at the end of the month, I am going to be announcing a special release that's going to be kicking off in February around um, this whole refill movement that mm -hmm. I'm excited about really diving into in 2024 because refill is tied to discipline and consistency. It's not just a hack. Healing is not just a hack. It's not just a quick strategy. Yeah. It is a process of refilling. So when we come back after this commercial break, um, I'm excited for Janet to, to begin to talk to us about if you're feeling stuck, how do you get to the place of overflow. She's got lots of tools, strategies, and perspectives, and actually a whole journal <laughs> tied to the process. So when we come back from this break, we will jump into that part of the conversation. Stay with us. Follow Voice America at Facebook.com forward slash Voice America for juicy updates from your favorite radio shows and podcasts. What if the most special part about you was not how you fit in, but how you stood out in a world that has never seen your kind of beauty? What if you could walk confidently in your God-given beauty, identity, and purpose? My name is Sandra Coates, and I am the founder and visionary of a movement called United and True. We want every woman to know that she is being transformed, she has been redeemed, and she is unique. I'm also an author of a newly released book called None Like Her. It is about awakening the beauty and the value that is within every woman. You see, it's time that we rise up through the confusion and the chaos and the comparison and the shame to know that there is nothing more we need to do to access the beauty that is within us. Please visit SandraCoats.com for more information. It's your world. Motivate. Change. Succeed. VoiceAmericaEmpowerment.com This is Living Strong, the flip side of adversity with Dr. Veerdra Jackson. To reach the live show today, call into 1-888-346-9141. That's 1-888-346-9141. You may also send an email to info at livingstrongllc.com. Now, back to Living Strong, the flip side of adversity. Welcome back. Welcome back to this conversation of navigating and walking into your overflow. Mm. You don't have to stay in a place of survival mm. that you actually can walk into a process of overflow um, and being intentional in how you are showing up. So Janet, in um, our conversation last week, Kalila challenged us 
to one of the B's in the B list was boost. Mm. And she and she acknowledged and shared, you know, you're going to have bumps. You're going to have to make decisions about around how you're going to bounce. And in that process of getting honest mm. is thinking about what are you going to boost out and what are you going to boost in to do more of in 2024 for you to be fully who you are meant to be. So I'm curious, what are two specific habits or skills you would recommend for people to start boosting to tap into overflow? Hmm. Two skills. Number one, I would say, and this is using myself as an example, is learn your own what the Bible calls in Matthew, unforced rhythm of grace. Oh, yes. <laughs> Unpack that for us. What is what is your unforced rhythm of grace? For me, using myself as an example, I was in living in survival mode because I was trying to meet everybody else's expectations plus my own unrealistic expectations, plus expectations that I thought God had of me to do, as we talked about, to do this and do that and do this and do that. And so when I saw this scripture, and I I have it in the journal, and the way it's worded in the Message Bible, I love, it's the one when Jesus says, you know, are you weary? Are you tired? Are you burdened? Are you burned out? The the answer for me was yes. <laughs> I was burned out. And, and he says in here, you know, learn from me. Learn your own unforced rhythm of grace. And the key mm-hmm. there is unforced. Because this is who you are. But we've lost it. We, we, we be, Life has beaten it out of us or trained it out of us and we have lost it. So getting back to, first of all, what is my, how do I function in the world? No one else might understand it or agree with it, (laughs) but this is how I'm wired. So that's the first thing. And then what, and then for me, it meant slow down, girl, slow Mm -hmm. down, You, you know, so I I really had to walk away from 20 years or so of nonprofit administration and management. And I knew it was time because my husband and I were in sync about it and, and moving from two incomes to one income while I figured this thing out, while I had some time to rest because I was chronically fatigued and chronic fatigue syndrome is uh uh, you know, one of the side can be one of the side effects of complex PTSD, which is a whole nother uh, show. But <laughs> but it, but I was in that flare up again, and so I just needed to rest. But it was finding my own. What is my pace? What is the pace that I need to move? How move in in this season? So that was the first one, and then the second one I had mentioned uh, before is. Let's start building our lives around our primary core values. I love Those that. are internal. Mm-hmm. 
So for me, it was my top three. I'll just give them as, and I, and I got the, this from the Crystal Evans Hearst uh, planner, by the way. I love that planner, the 90 day. Yes. 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 It, I it, love the planner. It changed my whole life. So for me, it was soul awareness, which you yes. on your shirt, soul care, soul awareness. That was my first one. My second one was um, focusing on my business slash ministry slash business. And the third one was getting back to tapping into my creative side, because I have been making a living off of my administrative side for so long that I had really starved the creativity within me. Wow. These are, these are what make us uniquely us. Yes. So that's what I would say. I would say um, tap into your own unforced rhythm of grace, the, the grace that God has given you. Yeah. And, and um, drill down to in your primary core values, not 10 of them, not 15, because, you know, then we start making a list of that and that becomes because we're so used to being human doings. Yeah. So just just one or two or three. When I do journaling sessions, I just tell them focus on one. Yeah, and let's start and there. It that is so countercultural culture because um, just the the image in my mind of unforced that our culture is so wrapped around the hustle and the grind that to get to a place of where tap into the grace, the unforced grace that God has given you, and you don't have to be all of these things for other people. Mm. Going back to your, your statement of first getting honest about what it is that you are trying to do that God hasn't even called you to, and he's given us a grace. And and the beauty of like what are the what are the one two or three core things that are tied to who you are why you're here and what's important to you exactly beautiful and so you've been referencing the journal so why did you actually write a guided journal and for those who um, yeah, can you hold it up for us for those who would like to get access to this journal? It's called Overflow, a 100-day self-discovery journal. So if you want to tap into overflow, if that word is resonating with you, um, absolutely check out the journal. But tell us about why you wrote a guided journal. I didn't plan to. <laughs> Isn't that how it always is? We yes. just are profound that that we actually didn't even mean to do. <laughs> Not at all. <laughs> so anyone who knows me at all knows that I'm a journaling advocate. I have a million journals, uh, <laughs> mostly unguided. But then there, are, every once in a while, I need a a. a, a Good guided journal with a certain focus because I need a certain focus, mm -hmm. right? So since I was focusing on learning to live from a place of overflow, this the Holy Spirit wrote this journal. I'm sorry. Mm -hmm. I just sat down at the computer and typed what he told me to say. Wow. Honestly, it was like you you were pregnant with the baby and you didn't even know you were pregnant. And the next thing you know, 
you're in labor and you're like, wait a minute, what, what, when? So, so I, what I, I just, it came from my own experience that the more I discovered about who I really am at my core, Mm -hmm. the more I was am able and was able to learn to live from a place of overflow. And it's a journey. I'm, I have not arrived. It's a journey. It's a, it's a continuum. <laughs> yes. Priscilla Shire did a post, I think it was on IG either today or yesterday where she posted the, the more, you know, or have a relationship with God, the closer you will know and understand who you are. Yes. Right? Yes. And it's such a powerful opportunity that yes. self-discovery aligned with really understanding who God origin originally designed you to be. Can you mm-hmm. give us an example of how the journal could help someone create a flip side to the adversity they're going through? Yes. So I the journal was broken into three sections. So there's self-awareness, then there's soul awareness, and then there's legacy. Oh, yeah. That's my word. So, <laughs> of course, of course, we would have the same word. <laughs> so I, I look at it. So I, I sort of have people start there, start at self-awareness. What are some of the basic things that you know about yourself that maybe you never think about or you have forgotten about? So let's just start there. Like, what is your favorite color? Hmm. Why is that your favorite color? That's one of the things that makes you uniquely you. Mm-hmm. And then when you break it down to how it became your favorite color, so there might be a million people with the same favorite color, but it's not their favorite color for the same reason that it's yours. So I we start there and then I sort of ease them into the deeper questions of soul awareness. So now, so if we look at self-awareness is what you know about yourself, then soul awareness is how do you feel about yourself? Because we can know intellectually what what God says about us, but not believe it in our hearts. Let's be honest. Mm -hmm. And it, it is what we believe about ourselves that is going to show up in our attitudes and actions. Yeah. And habits. Ah, it's what we believe about ourselves. And so so those questions are the ones where we start looking at, okay, um, what is my unforced rhythm of grace? How do I just naturally, instinctively move through the world? Not the way I have been uh, sort of boxed in to have to move to get, you know, to we all got to we got to eat. We got to have a, we got to earn a living. We got to survive, right? We got to survive. (laughs) So, so as you are surviving, you are learning to, what would it mean for me to thrive? What Mm -hmm. would thriving look like for me? And it's a process of moving into that. And that's what the journal takes you through that process. And then then, then the last section is legacy. What is the legacy that I am leaving to the generations after me? And we always think financially first, but the definition of legacy is just a lasting impact. Mm-hmm. 
So for me, I believe that I would rather leave my children and grandchildren and great-grandchildren, I would rather leave them emotional health and wellness, emotional and mental and spiritual health and wellness, then they can get the money. They can get the bag, as they say. You, yes. you can get that. But but I would rather give them that foundation. So that is what my the goal of the journal is to do, is to help people sort of build that foundation. Mm. I love the the thought of passing on emotional stability and health, especially in the season that we're in, like the the crisis that we are seeing across every stratosphere. So whether it's young children, it's teenagers, the workforce, education, the church, uh, we are seeing the the evidence of of a lack of legacy of emotional stability that shows up and shifts how we actually operate and even how we are viewing and believing the love that is offered us from our God. You just said it right there. <laughs> you said it first. You said it first. I'm sitting. I am sitting with that because we so often, especially as a culture, think about the material things that we are we desire to leave. But just as you said, if if someone began to show up uninterrupted, authentic, and emotionally grounded in their soul. Mm-hmm. All of those other things, they and and they truly were tapped into who God is saying they are, following the guidance, his spiritual guidance, his spiritual insight, his the lessons that he is offering us. If they are tapped in there, it naturally leads to confirmation of yeah. the love, the safety that is provided. And just as he said, all that other stuff will come. Yes. And so the foundation is love. You said it. And if people were to go to my website and read sort of my mission statement, it is that. And and I've had this since I was a kid. I remember writing this down in my journal when I was eight years old, that when I grow up, I want to help people understand and experience the un conditional love of God for them at eight at eight oh and of course I consciously forgot that along the way but I was still moving in that way because people tell me I I made a post recently where I showed that I had shaved my head because of of hair loss and I got all the on Facebook I got all of these comments from people who knew me in elementary school and junior high school and said oh yeah you were always this person and I'm like so everybody knew this but me whoa yeah. wait right right <laughs> we were both, right yes yes isn't so, it powerful how when, as we are going through, people can see in us 
and even for us sometimes, the stuff that we can't see that life has beaten out of us. Exactly. And that's what trauma does. It distorts your view of yourself and of your life. So the basic definition of trauma is just a deeply distressing or disturbing experience. And the key word there is deeply to the point where it changes how you view yourself and how you view the world around you. So everyone, if you went, if you lived through 2020, that pretty much applies to everyone. Ooh, that season of time changed all of us. Mm-hmm. And, and that whole concept, we've talked about it a couple of times, how it's, it's not about bouncing back because, because that is, that's gone. It's gone. And that's saying that in, in a devastated, depleted or discouraged way, it's just, it's like, that's gone, Mm -hmm. but don't miss the possibility that's in front of you Mm -hmm. as you continue to do the work. Yes. Oh my goodness. I cannot believe that we are down to our last seven minutes. And so I I want to, I had a conversation with a middle school group once and I was explaining to them all the kinds of things that I do. And one young lady looked at me and said, that is a lot. (laughs) She was like, that is a lot. How do you take care of you? Mm. And she gave me pause. I was like, oh, middle schooler. Okay, so you are coming at me. All right, (laughs) accountability. I wanna actually ask you the same thing. You are doing a lot. with the years that are in front of you, mm-hmm. how are you taking or setting intention to take care of yourself in 2024? Yeah, so I'm trying to be really intentional about my pace and checking in with God and saying, okay, am I out of balance? Where do I need, do I need to slow down over here? Do I need to speed up over here? Really being intentional about the the pace that at, at which I'm moving. Um, and like we said, being disciplined, consistent with those disciplines. I did a post yesterday where I was honest, the journaling advocate does not always journal when she needs to. <laughs> I love your transparency. People, that's real for people. That's real for people. But let me say this something even more real. If you knew me a decade ago, you would have you would have felt like I was fake mm-hmm. in in some ways because I wasn't being transparent. I wasn't being open and honest. I wasn't letting people into the real me. I had so many guards up and defenses up. Because I didn't believe that the real me was okay. Mm-hmm. So I wasn't going to let you see her. And mm-hmm. and and some people could sense that, you know. So that's why I, I work so hard at it. Because I know where he's brought me from. <laughs> so yes. I want people to know that. I want people to know that. Um, but yeah, so it so that is being consistent about journaling. We talked about the insomnia that comes from not from complex trauma, but also from menopause, 
from turning 60. So um, what I'm finding is helping me is making sure, forcing myself to journal the day. I have a podcast episode that caused that is called Writing Our Worries. Ooh. So since I have a tendency because of shame and, and other things to, to sort of run from things that are causing me anxiety, it, I need to do the opposite and embrace it, run toward it by, by writing about it. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. And when I do that, it, it, it frees me of it and it calms my central nervous system. And then I can eventually fall asleep and, and sleep a little bit better. I, I'm, ne- I'm never going to sleep, you know, be probably the greatest sleeper, but I can sleep more peacefully for the time that I am asleep. <laughs> and so you're creating this consistent ritual at night to write yeah. your worries so you are not carrying them, carrying those things into your sleep and therefore wrestling and fighting with the worries. You're going to leave them on this piece of paper so mm-hmm. that your mind is free and it can begin to rest better. Mm-hmm. Oh, Oh my goodness, we are down to three minutes and I know you've got some great stuff planned (laughs) on the horizon for 2024. Please tell us what's on the horizon. Wow. So I am actually, you talked about soul care. I actually have a soul care, a biblical soul care plan workshop that I do. (laughs) And I'm actually going to be doing that locally here in Toledo uh, in February. So that's, but the main thing I want to tell everyone about is me and a few of my friends, we are doing our first, the Overflow Life Virtual Women's Conference on, on April the 20th from 10 a.m. to 2.30 p.m. Eastern. And the inaugural pricing is just $40. And I'm going to have all that information. It's going to be on my website and we're going to use Eventbrite. So uh, yeah, we're really excited about that. I love it. The Overflow Life Conference. You are claiming that thing. Mm -hmm. I love it. So how can people, real quickly, how can people follow you, stay in touch with you on social media so they're aware of when this launches? Yes, please follow me at Janet Lynn Boswell. You can follow me on Instagram and there's only one N in Lynn. Uh, which I found out as an adult when I got a copy of my birth certificate. That's a whole nother show we're going to do. So, <laughs> so yeah, you can follow me on Instagram. You can follow me on Facebook. Um, you can follow me on YouTube. And my website is JanetLynnBoswell.com. And we're going to start promoting and everything next week. So, yeah. And, and you can sign up for my mailing list also. So for our radio listeners, can you please slowly spell Janet Lynn Boswell because you do spell a little bit differently? Okay, yes. So J-A-N-E-T-L-Y-N-B-O-S-W-E-L-L. So there you have it. Janet Lynn Boswell on all platforms and I hope that this conversation encouraged you, inspired you, but most of all, pricked you to shift whatever you need to shift 
to shift into who you are meant to be in 2024, not just what you're meant to do, Mm -hmm. but how are you meant to be as you have been given the heritage of overflow? Janet, thank you for your conversation, for your transparency, and all that you have given us here on the flip side. Thank you. I'm I'm so glad that God connected us. <laughs> I so agree. And so there you have it. We are closing out another flip side conversation. We hope you will stay with us because this is a month-long journey of B-list living. So don't miss a, a beat of it. Same place, same time right here on the flip side. See you next week. Thank you for tuning in to Living Strong, the flip side of adversity. Please join your host, Dr. Veerdra Jackson, for another edition of our show next Thursday at 2 p.m. Pacific Time and 5 p.m. Eastern Time on the Voice America Empowerment Channel. Have a great week.